Welcome to Mad Toast Live, recorded in front of a live audience. That's right, we're at the Brink Lounge, 701 East Washington Avenue, right down the hill from the Capitol Building in Madison, Wisconsin. We're your hosts, Mary Gaines and Chris Wagoner. Hey, thanks. <laughs> oh, no, no, go on. Thanks for coming tonight. We are here tonight with Wendy Duffy. Hello, hello. hello. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks. How you doing? I'm doing really good. It's, it's good to be here, and I'm, I'm sporting my Scani t-shirt uh, for my roots, my heritage, Wisconsin, back to the homeland, dairy yeah. homeland. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, we'll talk more about that in a little bit, but you got a, a tune right off the bat here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, by ways of Nashville, where I'm living currently, and um, I'm a big fan and giving accolades to the people that I write with, because Nashville is such a talented place filled with so many gifted musicians and um this song i wrote is called born to be it's off the album october roads on itunes and um i wrote it with a great friend of mine rebecca hosking and uh, she's a great great lady so definitely check her out as well on itunes song's called born to be and i'll talk about it a little bit after Pour some coffee, spill on my shirt Traffic tells me I'm gonna be late for work Now I'm looking for one thing Show me a sign to let me know you're listening And I'm part of a human race And Lord knows I made mistakes Every time
Well, thanks for coming down here today. You are on, a, on some leg of a tour at this point, right? Yeah, this is, uh, this is the acoustic leg. <laughs> and um, I'm actually doing another acoustic show in Wapaka Friday, or excuse me, Thursday. And then Friday, I'm doing a full band show in my hometown, Fond du Lac. Fond, so yes. I'm very excited about that. Born and raised in Fond du Lac. When did you, you were there for how long? Uh, well, I guess until I went off to college. Yeah. And I went to UW Lacrosse. I got some lacrosse alum Woo-hoo. tonight. Yeah. Go Eagles! And, you know, I had a great college experience, and uh, shortly after that, I spent about nine months back in my hometown and working in radio, and, um, and then I moved to Los Angeles yeah. and uh, spent several years out there. So what spurred you to go to, to, go, to, go to L.A.? Is it something you always wanted to do? Or oh, for sure, career? for sure. Um, you know, I was talking with WRT this morning, and yeah. uh, he's like, so, you know, what took you to L.A.? Like, How'd you end up there? And, and um, yeah, I went uh, when I was 14 for the first time. And yeah. I told myself at 14, I bought this little license plate. It said, Wendy, California. And it was kind of <laughs> just always a singer. Actually, did my friend Katie buy that little license plate for me? I think she did. Katie Powers. Yes, you did. And, um, and it's just something I just always had envisioned. I was yeah. like, I'm going to California. I don't know what for, but I'm going there. Yeah. And I've always was very drawn to the entertainment business. And... Honestly, the downside of the entertainment business would be the fame. Um, I yeah. think the thing that drew me to the entertainment business and still does to this day is that it's such an amazing creative outlet. And I'm very drawn to stories, um, stories in books, stories in films, stories in songs. Um, when I listen to a song, it's like, it's like a memory in my mind. Yeah. And um, you were talking about Michael Jackson earlier. From a very early age, uh, Michael Jackson inspired me and made me believe in magic and made me believe in stories and and um, I'm very much I mean Thriller was a story yeah um, Thriller wasn't just a song it was much more than that and so you know no one can deny that that man had talent Absolutely. and from a very young age um, I was inspired by his his quality as an entertainer and um, and over the years just stories really have inspired me and, and that yeah. the story definitely took me to Los Angeles and yeah kind of fell into this. So. Well, well, stories, I mean, talking about uh, Michael Jackson, some of your favorite songs and a list of some of the people that, uh, the albums that really inspired you, that's really interesting, but these are all great storytellers, and they're all also very famous. I mean, these are all, like, uh, I mean, well, uh, some of the songs that are on the website, Faithfully, Journey, In Your Eyes, Peter Gabriel, right? Billie Jean, The Way You Make Me Feel, Michael Jackson, Free Fall and Tom Petty, Elton John, Tiny Dancer, but I mean, these are... These are all extremely famous people that are also great storytellers and incredible entertainers. Yeah, too. I think the so. two things that, that merge for me, and, and when you talk about those albums, it's like yeah. I have to smile because those songs are still favorites. It's yeah. like, you know, I could listen to a song 60 times, and most people who know me know I, I pl- overplay songs. If I love it, I just play it, play it, play it, and everybody yeah. else is like, I'm so annoyed. <laughs> Get me out of the room with her. And I play it, and I play it, and, and I'm drawn to it. It's like, you know, even temporarily, and, mm-hmm. and sometimes, you know, lifetime right. of songs that have inspired me. And, um, you know, you talked about some, some of my favorite songs, and 
And I think back to that whole Thriller album, and it's like it, it, it paints such a picture of where you were in your life. I can, I can remember my parents had a restaurant in Keele, Wisconsin, uh -huh. and I can remember dancing to that record and putting it on every day, and, and I wore that record out, and I still have that record in my room, yeah. on my desk, in my music room, and it's like, I look at it, and it just brings back childhood memories. You know? So, so that, yeah. that restaurant, was that the Swiss restaurant? The Chateau? It was, in Fond du Lac. Yes, it was. I the remember Chateau it well. Dining and Cocktails. <laughs> no, <Yeah. laughs> I, I read it on your website, but I, you know, I could take, so you said growing up above a restaurant, so you had the apartment above? Yeah, you went yeah. upstairs, so downstairs was the restaurant, and then you went upstairs and, and it was an apartment, it was kind of like dual level, Yeah. Uh -huh. um, and you know, there were times that um, my brother, sister, and I, I'm the youngest of three, and um, my parents worked downstairs, so was, they never really needed a sitter because my yeah. brother and sister were old enough. <laughs> and they'd call us down, the Smiths are here. Comb your hair, come on down. They want to say hi. Yeah. So you're like, okay, you always had to kind of be, you know, at their beck and call for, you know, people. Oh, you come down and smile. Oh, hi, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. You know, they so you've been on. You went back up to your life, uh, you know, yeah. watching whatever the Cosby show or whatever else was on TV. Did, did you get your cheeks pinched a lot when you go I down? I did. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. And There's I, a cheek, um, I probably didn't look like a girl until I was probably 14. Yeah. So a lot of times they'd be like, what a cute little boy you have. <laughs> You're like, thank you. Do you thank not you. see the Snoopy earrings right here? <laughs> yeah. Apparently they did not. But you got past all <laughs> All that it obviously hasn't affected Thank you. Thank God I look like a girl. My husband, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm grateful. <laughs> I, I had a friend that grew up. Uh, his mom was German, and he, uh, for several years, they lived above a German restaurant. And I remember going to visit them. This is in the Amana colonies in Iowa, and I remember there'd be a zither player downstairs, you know, and this and the you know the brought all the the odors wafting up. But it's smell is such a powerful uh, memory too. I imagine that that living above a restaurant. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I mean, it was definitely a very unique childhood. People love to come visit my friends because they had such an experience coming there. And, and uh, my grandfather, actually um, from Monroe, Broadhead yeah. area, was a Swiss accordion player. Oh, cool. And um, he did pass last year, March. But um, growing up with that kind of music, he came to my parents' restaurant once a month and, and played music on Sundays. And yeah. um, I just thought dancing to the accordion was like, you know, everybody was doing that. Yeah. Come on. It's like, and uh, learning how to polka and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And um, I just was mesmerized watching my grandpa because he taught himself how to play at 17 when he had polio. And, um, you know, he played at all my brothers and sisters and I's weddings, and it, yeah. it just was really special. And it's, um, I definitely had that music connection with him. So it's sad that he has passed, but he yeah. lives on through music and all the yeah. time around me. Yeah. So it's it's neat. My my dad played accordion. So oh really? I love same, it. Same very similar experience. Did did you ever play his accordion? Did you ever try it? No, actually, and, and a lot of when I first started playing the guitar, he was like, you know. Wendy, you could start playing the accordion. Thought, Man, that thing looks heavy, and there's yeah. so many buttons. I yeah. was like, I have really small hands. I was like, <laughs> we were laughing about that earlier. But I think playing guitar was hard enough to learn, and then yeah. like, let alone the accordion. Like, woo, I think the like, music industry has proven that it's it's a little hard to make it really far playing accordion. I mean, there are a few exceptions, obviously. Sure, right. But I and, mean, and accordion on songs. I think there's a couple yeah. people in the last. Uh, 10 years that I've really noticed it. Um, maybe I've just paid more attention to it, but Sheryl Crow uses a little bit uh, in, in mm -hmm. some of her music. Yeah. And John Mayer on his first album, 
Um, I can't recall the song off the top of my head, but Room for Squares, okay. there's a song on there that's very um, accordion-driven in the beginning, and I thought, very cool. Bring it is. back the accordion. It's coming back in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and I like it. You know, if it's used softly in the right places, right. I think it's... <laughs> I'm, no, I really no. think it does add yeah. quite a bit to the song. Yeah. Do you have accordion on your upcoming album? I don't, but okay. possibly on the next one. Okay. I, you know, most <laughs> of the material the I'm playing for you now is um, yeah. on, on my first release, October Road. And I am currently working on a second album, uh, tentatively titled Enough. And, um, and this is an album. It has pretty much all the material. It's just it's a yeah. work in progress. So. so how long have you been a touring musician? Uh, since January. Um, I mean, I've been, I've been performing in Nashville just as a singer-songwriter. Um, I'm primarily a singer and a uh -huh. lyricist. And, um, you know, picked up the, the guitar to basically, you know, start playing my songs out for people and sharing that with people. And, um, and just being able to get out without a band um, by myself and, and share those. And so um, just since January, it's, it's been kind of a whirlwind. I've been you know, in Wisconsin and Texas and Illinois and Denver and kind of been all over the place. Yeah. And it's been really fun, but I've had a lot of really fun stories. Um, yeah. As a musician, hurry up, wait, hurry up, oh, wait. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. you guys know, you're musicians, yeah, you know. Yeah. And everyone listening it. that is a musician understands that. Yeah. Have you been flying mostly or driving a lot? I or? drive a yeah. lot. It's a lot of time to write new material. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gather like, more stories. I'm stuck with my thoughts for 10 and a half hours and yeah. I'm definitely a thinker. Um, most people that know me think, oh, she's just a chatty person. But um, I overthink things a lot, and I kind of ponder a lot and, um, and, and kind of what, what brings us to every point in our life. And um, I guess it's kind of like writing a journal. Mm -hmm. And it mm -hmm. just is kind of like, I don't always put it on paper, but I used to as a child, and, and songs have kind of become that for me, have become my journal. Um, they're all very personal. Yeah. My songs, um, you know, there's... Pretty much, besides a new one I wrote recently called New You, um, most of which are all personal experiences or, or something that I feel very personally connected to. That's great. Yeah. What's the next on your list for us? Well, do you guys want to play October Road with me? I sure. think that would be a blast. We kind of went over this song a little bit, um, like for five minutes, uh, but I would love them to play this. This is actually the title track off my independent release, October Road, and you can find me on iTunes. And actually, a little story about this song. This song is about coming home. And um, I actually wrote the song and, and rewrote it again after I was watching a show on ABC called October Road. I'd actually wrote the song and then started watching the show. And it was kind of ironic and rewrote th some things a little bit, but really identified with the show about leaving to follow a dream and, and coming home and, um, and finding yourself along the way. And uh, it's all about home is where the heart is, you know, no matter where you go. The song's called October Road. Third cable.
Thank you. Give it up for Chris and Mary. That's awesome. So a lot of times you play most of the time with the band, or how um, often with the no, band? No, actually, um, it's most of the time by myself. But yeah. I love playing with a band because there's just an energy, and, and unlike um, Tate, you know, I'm I'm definitely more of a lyricist, and so I have these like very basic melodies, yeah. and and they they definitely carry themselves, but. Um, I feed off the energy of like instruments, and it, it's that um, I, I don't know. It's it's like that, you know. If you have one too many beers, it's just that you start to feel really good, and I, I feel like that. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> no, me honestly. either. I no, just drink no water idea. all the time. Water. No, I've heard. No, though. No idea, yeah. no. <laughs> but um, you know, I, I love that. It's um, it's an energy that moves through me. And it starts to feel less about me and about the song. Yeah. Um, right. I feel like when I'm up here by myself, it's like everyone's just kind of like, hey, Wendy, what's going on? <laughs> and I feel like when you're up here, it's like, you know, every, it takes the attention just off of myself. And yeah. it, I think it brings the light on where it's supposed to be. And the light is on the song. And, and that's why I kind of like doing stripped, even if it's just yeah. acoustic with other people, because um, you really have an opportunity to hear my heart. And I get to share that with you. And, and, and you get to kind of hear a little bit inside of my thoughts, and that's why I'm drawn to so many other songwriters. I mean, yeah. um, whether you like them or not, what really encouraged me to start writing, I mean, I was always really driven with music, and I loved it, and I, I was attached to it, but um, was listening to John Mayer's album, Room mm -hmm. for Squares, and it was just the time in my life, and I guess it's what I needed to hear. But, I mean, I can go through tracks on that album, and it was like, um, no such thing about leaving high school. And, mm -hmm. and basically, like, you know what? Life's not just this little box. You can go outside the lines. You can, you can beat your own drum. You can yeah. follow your own path. Um, why Georgia? You know, why did he end up in Georgia, away from uh, where he was from? And, and, you know, it wasn't Georgia, but it was Los Angeles for me. Uh, back to you. I was going through a really tough breakup at the time. Yeah. And... Um, you know, that song spoke to my heart. I mean, I could go through every song on that album, and it was like John Mayer read my mind, and he oh, wrote an album. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, I just was really drawn to it. And whether or not he's the best artist out there at the time, it just, it spoke to my heart. And I thought, I want to write when I'm mm -hmm. thinking. I want to write when I'm feeling. And, you know, had it not been for the musicians I met along the path, Maybe not, yeah. and, I, and I did, so I, I'm blessed for that. I'm sure that that's the biggest compliment you could pay any writer if John Mayer knew that, and hopefully he will oh, someday, yeah, totally. maybe you can tell him. I mean, you know, and, and, and over the years, there have been a couple of writers who've really spoken to my heart where I bought the album, and I love every single song, and I would say, Do you do that where you go and you buy a bunch of them and you give them out to all your friends oh, and oh, say, Oh, oh how God. many friends <laughs> did I tell? There's, there's two artists when I first moved to Nashville, and this proves that Nashville's not... I, if, if you think Nashville is just a country town come visit, just come visit. It is, it's, it's, it's a country town by far, it's, it's amazing. Great country music being made there every day. You can hear it at so many different venues. But then, you know, you kind of go off and there's like five venues in Nashville that feature, oh, I don't know, jazz and indie rock mm -hmm. and, and blues and all this stuff and you walk in and you're just inspired. And, and the first concert I went to here in Nashville was Brandy Carlisle, one month after I moved there. Walked in this little venue, it was eight bucks. And my friend's like, oh, this girl's playing Brandy Carlisle. She's like, pop rock. I'm like, oh, that's totally, I like that. Yeah. And we went in and I was captivated. I mean, from the moment she started singing, I mean, I had tears rolling down my face at times because wow. I was so, um, you know, just attached, yeah. and music moves me. I mean, I'm a goosebump person, it's like, <laughs> and it's yeah. like when it speaks to my heart, yeah. and it just, 
is, you know, it's almost spiritual. Yeah. And, um, and she was awesome. My friends had to like tear me out of the place. And then I heard Matt Carney at the same venue, Third and Lindsley. And, and, um, and I was the same way. I knew one song that he was playing on independent radio in Nashville. And now everybody kind of knows him. He's kind of become a little bit yeah. of a household name. Right. But he's, um, he was inspiring to me. And in, in what he was singing about, um, he definitely has a spiritual center in his music. And it was really, at the time, it's what I needed to hear. And is he from Nashville or is he... He's uh, by ways of, I believe, okay. Washington or Oregon, I think. Um, imagine Nashville. Imagine, and this is really good that you're saying this because I think there are probably a lot of misconceptions about Nashville. And, and you could be Nashville's spokesperson. I know you've only been there a couple of years. Yeah, no, I will be, because I, I keep telling my friends, it's like when I go out and I hear people, you know, there's people like Derek Webb, and there's a group uh -huh. called 10 of Tennessee, like 10 of Tennessee. Yeah. And, and they are all different genres. They're very indie pop rock, and they form this little alliance, and they're traveling around together. A lot of them have had music placement and, and network television, especially, you know, Grey's Anatomy is like... And I'll be all of independent yeah. placement, and um, so they're making some a yeah, little money right. on the side. I mean, really, it's it's like the new radio, and um, and it's definitely something I'm very interested in with my music. Yeah. And mm -hmm. but but you hear these people, and you're just like, wow! Like I want to keep telling people and sharing it with people that like all this great music's being made, and it's like I can go out and hear live music for five bucks. I went to a small place in Nashville, the Rutledge, and I went to see a bunch of independent. Players like Derek Webb and, and um, another guy by the name of, um, I'm drawing a blank right now, but Dave Barnes. And all of a sudden, Johnny Lang was there. Wow. Jo Johnny Lang. Yeah, man. I mean, Johnny Lang is like, I mean, you know, an amazing guitar yeah. player, and he's there. And I had met him one time in Los Angeles, great guy. And we chatted for a little bit. He's like, Yeah, I'm just going to play a song tonight. And he got up with an acoustic guitar and he played Lie to Me which is the song he yeah. released probably when I was 16. So I won't say how long ago that was. But, and his leg was shaking. And he got done and he's like, I'm so nervous, I never do acoustic stuff. Wow. And I thought, this guy's been playing music for a really long time. And he's phenomenal. And he was nervous. And he was room. shaking. He, his leg was shaking. Man. And when I first started playing yeah. guitar, my leg used to shake all the time. Yeah. And it, it was, it's like an energy. You don't know where right. that comes from. But, and people and thought I, that Elvis just came up with that, you know, and he yeah, just did that. Like, well, it wasn't the plan shake. It no, was like, whoa. He was nervous as hell. It's like a runaway That's, train. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, what's this? Never got over it. <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Like, it really humanized him. Yeah. And mm -hmm. in a way that, like, I was able to, like, kind of touch that talent. And... Um, honestly, even if I wasn't a musician, I would be inspired every day in Nashville just by going out and listening to people and hearing their stories. And it's my favorite thing about living there, yeah. you know? Yeah. We haven't been there for a long time. We, it's, it's past due. My cousin Tim lives down there, and okay. he used to play with Stella Parton's band and also with a group called Big Al and the Heavyweights. They were kind of a New Orleans blues band, but they traveled all over the place. And, okay. and he's still down there playing, but he was a staff writer for a while. He was from Iowa. We're both, we're all from Iowa, but... Yeah, he, he, he loved it. They're still down there. Yeah. It's a great yeah. place. I mean, you know, you throw, walk out your door, throw a stick, you're going to find somebody really talented. I mean, uh, you know, I think it's kind of like that here. You know, I, I've been kind of really pleased to discover since we've been doing this show how many really talented people live in our area. Yeah. And are also, you know, yeah. cheap to see. We do this. It's a little test. It's kind of a fun thing to do in downtown Madison. You take a rock and you throw it. And, <laughs> yeah, and you, if you hit somebody, you go, ow! You go, hey, are you, do you play music? Yeah. Damn, why'd you do that? 
You know, you can do that. Four, yeah. four times out of five, you'll get that response. Right, you'll get the good response. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know. Before I mean, you get arrested. It's I, not as famous, but we're, you know, yeah. we're working on it. No, and, you know, it's not even that. I think, you know, even when I came in January and I heard um, the Lucas Cates band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was, you know, I knew that they had quite a, a, an amazing Madison following yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. And, and um, when the brink kind of put me on the same schedule as them and had an opportunity to listen to them later. And, I mean, they're great. They're really great. And, um, you know, like I said, everybody's from somebody else. It's just, you know, yeah. where, where do you end up? And, right. you know, where does yeah. the path take you? And um, I mean, I'm not from Nashville. You know, I'm, right, right. I'm a Wisconsin girl. So it comes I've from I've never met a New Yorker yeah. in New York. Right. I mean, you know, I, in L.A., it's, it's rare that you even meet someone yeah. that's actually from there. Everybody's transplants and right stuff. right hey so what is the next song october road i thought october road is your new cd it's october your, road is the album that's out right now but i'm yeah. actually in the process of recording a second oh, album. okay and cool. um you know i think tate was talking about kind of hitting writer's block and while i've been on tour since january you know i've just had lots of experiences so i kind of feel like there's been things i wanted to say and um this past year i lost two grandparents and I feel like I hit a lot of bumps in the road, and, yeah. and, and there have been a lot of great things, too, but I found um, I had some things to say again, and so um, I guess that's a good segue for the next song. Yeah. Um, the next song is actually one I wrote um, with, with a friend of mine, Rebecca Hosking, and um, I lost my grandmother to cancer this past summer, and um, she was a shining light and uh, definitely a favorite of mine in my life, not even just a grandparent. And um, I, I got back to Nashville, and um, it was really hard watching my mom go through that loss as well. And um, long story short, my friend lost her mother to actually um, Lou Gehrig's disease four years ago. Mm-hmm. And so she knows that place. And um, we were both talking about a woman, and we sat down and wrote this song, and um, I'm really proud of it. This song's called How to Heal, and it will be off my next, my next album, so... I hope this song, if you've ever lost anybody, it's close to the heart. I hope this song is, speaks to you as it speaks to me. Oh, Webster's at a lost Definition for this condition, and the more I search, worse it hurt. And all that's left is the time we end. New memory is not an option, hard to believe she won't be back. I need a lesson. To drown these tears A little prayer to give me faith little balance to find my grace Where do I go from here? I need a lesson How to heal Professor with a PhD Laws of physics, basic matter and energy that don't explain 
I had one from each side of the family die within two, e two weeks of each other many years ago, and that was a tough Christmas. Yeah. It's, um, my grandpa passed in March, and then my grandma was in August, and on both different sides, uh -huh. my father and my mother's side. So it was um, just kind of at the time, you know, where I was at, and, and um, it's hard to watch your parents lose their parents as well, you know? Right. Yeah. It's never quite the same for the grandparents as it is for the parents. Right, right. Yeah. I know. Part of the human condition. All right. No kidding. But I, I, I got a kick out of uh, reading on your website, too. You kind of make fun of yourself a little bit that a lot of people will come up to you and say, Wendy, how come you're always so, you know, you're like, you're always so bubbly and upbeat, and your response was really good, I thought, where you said, um, um, I'm not, you know, not always like that, or, or you don't always feel that way, or, no. I mean, obviously, no, but not everybody, no one does. I mean, we all go through different things. No, and I think, I think the biggest thing is, um, you know, it's not what really happens in your life, it's, it's how you handle it, mm -hmm. and, right. um, and I think that through adversity, you find strength and character, yeah. and um, I'm a true believer in that, and a lot of people just think, oh, yeah, it's, it must be easy for her, I mean, she's always this, or, and, and it, you know, this upbeat person. And, um, you know, I had someone once say to me, uh, someone that was close to my life in high school, you know, he said, someday, you know, you might not be like that anymore, Wendy. And um, I was like, you know, what, no <laughs> way, I'm going to prove you wrong. You know, and I thought, you know, I, I, I think it's because it's my core. It's, it's who yeah. I am, and I want to believe. I think the biggest thing in life is so many people go through and they forget that, um, they forget the child in them. Mm -hmm. And they lose that. And um, I'm a firm believer in keeping like pictures around yourself, uh, pictures of yourself as a child around your house. 
um, you know, because it reminds you. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. like we go through tough times, but like, remember that kid? Remember that kid? And like when things get tough, I look at that kid and I thought, you yeah. know, like life was good. Like, <laughs> you know, you didn't have a lot of stress yeah. and it was really good. And, and, and yeah. you know, you go through hard times and I've had, um, I've had a lot of curveballs. And I have to say that if there's any theme in my life, it's like, all right, time to make lemonade, girl. Yeah. It's like, here's some more lemons. What are you going to do? It's like, um, and, and people who know me really well know that. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I just keep picking myself up. And it's like that song, Born to Be. You know, pick yourself up and, and you keep going. And um, I got to ask, is it hard to write songs when you're in a really good place? I think. I've heard that know, from some songwriters. And like, if actually, everything's going too smooth, like, I, I, I'm blank. I think so. I mean, I think the hardest thing for me to write about is, is love. Because so many people have done it so much better. And, and so for me, I'm just like... You know, like I write a love song and I'm just like, eh, I don't, I don't know, it's all right. Because I'm comparing it to In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, dang it. That's just yeah. like, I don't know if I can ever write something yeah. that's that passionate. Right. And to me, I mean, the fire, the heat, and I, I, I mean, I don't know. It's not that the lyrics are that driven, but like I see the doorway to a thousand churches. It's like I think about those lyrics that Peter Gabriel wrote that he actually wrote, and, and it's like, you know, people cover it, like Jeffrey Gaines and these people, and you're just like, mm -hmm. it's powerful no matter who sings it. Mm -hmm. It's so good, and actually I do cover that song with, with the band, and I love singing it, because it's just like, it's such a huge part of my heart, you know? Yeah. So, well, it's, um, an, it's an interesting analogy to talk to a songwriter about this because you know we're we're songwriters too, but we're not we're not prolific. We we've written a lot of stuff, but not sure. not that much. And uh, but we're we're instrumentalists mostly. You know, so we back people up and or we we front our own bands. But um, the analogy I remember years ago, whatever. When you're starting out, at some point you're past this point where you realize that there's always somebody that's going to that's better than you. I mean, sure. so you, at some point you give up the goal, right, of going. Well, I'm gonna. I'm gonna smoke them all. Not, not that I've, I felt like that was ever uh, my goal per personally, but no, it doesn't sound like it's your goal either. You know, <laughs> no, yeah. But, well, you get uh, depressed. No. You hear I a, a long road. <laughs> you hear a great, a great fiddle player, or whatever, and you go, oh, I'm gonna go home and I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna get a day job. Yeah. Gonna, you know, <laughs> you kind of forget about the competition and yeah. you just do it because it's your heart. Right, right. Yeah. Because you realize that. Of, you know, and it's great to be inspired. Then you realize sure. how, what a powerful thing, what a very cool thing that that person, that there are all these people that can be so inspiring. And you know that, well, I'll never, I, I wish I could have that voice. But the same thing, they're probably, they would look at you and say, I couldn't say it that way, or I wouldn't have said it that way. Sure. I think right place, right time. Yeah. You know, and, and um, I was writing with a, another friend of mine, Ronnie Chris, two first names. Yes, <laughs> and uh, it's C-R-I-S-S, -S. and, um, and he, we, we met, he's a Chicago guy, moved down to Nashville, and we met at the Bluebird Cafe doing like little acoustic night, and, and we, you know, hit it off, and we decided to start writing together, and, and since then, the three, him and, and my husband and I, we've all become really great friends, and um, he came over, and he's like, I'm just going through this breakup, and, and, uh, and he's like, you're like happily married, you probably can't write about that, I was like, Excuse me? Like, I went through probably one of the worst breakups in history. It lasted like eight years. Yeah. 
I'm like, I can write about it. <laughs> it's still there. I'm like, yeah. I can go there. And he's yeah. like, really? And, and so we wrote this song, and um, it's called Down. And um, we wrote it and, and since have produced it for the, the album October Road. And, yeah. and this is my total Grey's Anatomy song. Okay, you doing that um, now? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and so... Um, and then you got one that's going to lift us right Yeah, up. totally. <laughs> we'll like, go from depressing yeah. to like, right back up, because that's just how I work. But this song is called Down. And it's about cutting the ties and, and picking yourself up and moving on. From even if it's not a breakup, something else in your life. Sitting here, rain's coming.
And actually, there's strings on that song. There are you strings. Are oh, there are. Yeah, okay. and um, I was about to flash out my card. Yeah, <laughs> we do strings. You know. I love it. I love it. Yeah. And uh, that's probably um, one of my the guys that is I'm fortunate enough to have play with me when I come to the Midwest. Um, Jeremiah Wonderland. He's actually in the crowd. Give it up for Jeremiah. Cool. He's a Madison artist and he's very talented. Very talented, and I'm very fortunate enough to have met him through friends here. And um, and uh, and I tell him every time we play this song with the band, I'm like, ah, oh, song's such a groove with the band. It just has this like vibe, mm-hmm. and there's an energy that I just feed off of when we play it. And I think it's probably even my favorite song to play acoustically. So you jump around a lot, don't you? I. Do I jump around? I, I do have a tendency. I'm a foot stomper. <laughs> I'm a foot stomper. Yeah. I don't even know. My brother's like, so did you like plan that foot stomping? I'm like, no. I don't even know where that comes from. It's like yeah. channeled. But, um, I love that stuff. You know, people often, I remember somebody asking about, I don't think it was about me, but someone on stage, you know, what is it when the, when the you know, really get down and the, and the rock and rollers, you know, you're like, you end up, you, you find yourself like crouched down on the stage. <laughs> yeah. And you go, no, you don't study those moves. It's just like you're playing, and all of a sudden you find yourself on the floor sometimes. You know, I think it's like you're being just... born. You know, you're kind of going, oh! Yeah. <laughs> it just, just Again! Me. Yeah. Being I don't born. Know. But yeah, at best, exactly. It's that. You don't know where it's coming from. That's for awesome. For sure, for sure not. And, uh... Hey, I wanted, to, I wanted to ask this. Um, it's just because it was a really interesting point. After you got married, you went to... Uh, uh, Austria, right? You went to Salzburg yeah. for five months? Yeah. Did you play music over there too? Um, you know, I was just kind of, that's when I was just really starting yeah. to, to write in, in 2005. And, um, and I was like, I remember leaving LA and, and just thinking, oh, I guess I can write music anywhere. And I went to this, my husband and I went on to this boarding school where we were resident counselors yeah. and we lived with the kids. And I have to say, Austria is an absolutely beautiful country. Um, I'd had the opportunity to study abroad in college, and I went to Scotland. And um, during that time, I traveled a lot in Europe and backpacked and yeah. lived on granola bars and, <laughs> you know, wore the same clothes <laughs> and, and beer and water, so, water. So, so you speak German? Yeah. No, I don't. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Ich liebe dich auch. Ah. I, I love you, too. Yeah. Oh, you too. Um, <laughs> or, or, um, actually, um, which means, um, thank you, sir, I'd like to have another Prosecco, which is, um, Prosecco is a cross between wine and champagne. Oh, yeah. And so the man that was serving me Prosecco said, if you want another Prosecco, you're going to have to learn how to speak it. I never forgot how to speak it ever <laughs> again. I loved it. And so I remember learning it, and I never forgot it. But Did you ever have this stuff called... What is it, Freusch? Uh, oh, it's kind of fresh wine. No, it's I, like it's I, very young wine. Very young Freusch. Yeah, something something fresh. Something, like something frisch. Um, I don't remember. Frisch. It's like fresh, fresh. I've wine. Had, uh, well, you didn't yeah. want to have very many of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were a headache. Oh, yeah. oh, really? You headache think in about the longer, twenty minutes after your second one, you're <laughs> like, oh. The longer oh. it aged, the more potent. But yeah, I have had when I was over there a really, really cool thing, and you can actually make it in the states. It's called Glühwein which is um, basically you take a red wine and you yeah. mix like almost like spices that would be in like similar to a cider and you boil it in a pot and it's warm and they serve it and it is it's phenomenal and they serve wow. it with like um, oftentimes with like candy coated warm nuts oh that's like, almost mead like oh, sounds like it is but awesome and you walk around in the cold like uh-huh. in all in the winter it's just it's enchanting place <laughs> I, I loved it but yeah. um i wrote songs while i was over there and um 
And then we kind of were like, close our eyes, pick a music city. And yeah. it was either Austin or Nashville. And I ended up in Nashville because that's where my husband got a job first. And um, otherwise, we could have ended up in extreme heat in, in Austin. So <laughs> but I love Austin, too. It's that's it. how you picked it? Yeah. You were over there, and you were just kind of thinking? We were in Austria. We'd never been to Nashville. Yeah. Um, I researched it. It said it was like a songwriting capital. Yeah. And I was like, cool. <laughs> People are like, you've never been there? I'm like, no. How do you know you're going to like it? I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll like it, Give I guess. it a shot. I'll give it a shot. And four years later, I'm still there. And my entire family I uprooted. <laughs> my parents, my sister, yeah. my brother, everybody moved down there. And I'm like, well, they're like, are you going to move to L.A. or anything? I'm like, I can't make promises. I mean, I like to move. Yeah. I'm like, but I, I'm like, I, I did buy a house, which makes yeah. me a little bit more stable in Nashville. Yeah. Um, but I, I crave new experiences. And lucky for me, I married a man who's exactly like yeah. And obviously like your somewhere. family must be somewhat like that, too. Well, none of them had ever left Wisconsin, which is pretty crazy that they actually ended up moving down there. They all visited and they're like, this place is great. Okay, we're moving here. Yeah. We went on a trip to Puerto Vallarta, my entire family, skipped Christmas presents, and we said, let's all pitch in and just go to Mexico. Yeah. And, and we did, and it was awesome. And, and that's when, on that trip, everyone's like, we're totally moving. I'm like, how many drinks have you had? But it actually did <laughs> yeah. happen. I didn't think it was going to happen, and, and it really did. I was like, they really made this happen. So Drew's like, I guess we're here for a while. That's an no, amazing story. It. I mean, yeah, it's, it really, it's not a common story at all. No, it's pretty crazy. So now I'm thankful to have friends and extended family in Wisconsin. And I can still come home. And, so we yeah. have time for a couple more okay, tunes. Cool. So you want to do cool. a couple more? And yeah, so since I depressed yeah. you, I'll <laughs> pick you back up again. This is always a favorite. And um, so I, maybe it's a favorite for you too, but this song is called Life on My Toes. And um, I wrote this song, I was so excited. Had all the lyrics done, totally had the melody in my head, but needed a little bit of help from my friend Ronnie. So I called him and, and I was singing it to him on the phone. He's like, yeah, I, I totally, I get it, Wendy. And, and we finished it up. There was just a couple little, little loops I was missing. And um, the song's all about taking chances yep. and, and, um, and jumping off that ledge and, and not being afraid. And um, sometimes it works out, sometimes it does not. But, Everything works out in the end. I'm a firm believer in that. So I hope you enjoy it. Life on my toes. Who do you think you're kidding? Your soul's lost in your heart's and willing. You're caught in comfort. You're trapped with fear. Now willing to leave your safe atmosphere I want a life on my toes Pedal down a press and go The good, bad, bitter, sweet Edge of my seat Hardly discreet Never pop a knee Oh, I'm ready to start living Life on my toes Landland rings, you take the call. Finally got your chance to, to leave it all. Strength and guts, a leaf within, floating to the top through thick and thin. I want a life on my toes, pedal down and 
press and go The good, bad, bittersweet Edge of my steel Hardly discreet Never proper need Oh, I'm ready to start living Life on my toes Cause I'm ready to start living Life on my toes Down a prison go the good, bad, bittersweet, edge of my sea, hardly discreet, never proper need. Oh, I'm ready to sign living, life on my toe. Cause I'm ready to sign living, life on my toe. Cause I'm ready to sign living, life on my toe. I want. Laugh on my toes Just laugh on my toes I won't laugh on my toes All right! God, I wish I played drums. I just want to go... Yeah, there's a good drum on that song. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure, yeah. It's fun. But uh, the lead electric is going to be awesome Friday. I'm very excited about that. It's a great lead in, and it's um, definitely check the music out online too because it's um, it's it's really fun. I, yeah. I love the energy of, of the tunes and stuff. So. So what's the best website? Well, there's MySpace.com/slash/WendyDuffy. Yep, and you can find me on CD Baby and also um, iTunes. Um, my, this album October Road is available on iTunes and CD Baby and, and, and MySpace are great as well. Yep, and your current tour dates are on there and everything. Yep, yep. everything's on there. And um, actually, there's going to be some stuff coming up in Nashville, and then probably a couple months we'll just be around Nashville. Okay. And then you'll probably see some things come up again next year once the new album starts to get finished and, and things yeah. like that, too. So. And you're playing all over Nashville. I mean, it, like yeah, like I got really to play, hard. remember the place I was telling you about? Yeah. Um, Third and Lindsley mm-hmm. in Nashville. I got to play there, and it was I mean, it was such an incredible night because I got to stand on the stage of, of people that have really inspired me, and that was awesome. It was like, it was really surreal, and yeah. the whole band was rocking, and it was, it was one of those shows that it really stands out as like yeah. a moment in time that yeah. you just don't forget. It was, it was special. Did you get it on video? Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> we got lots of pictures and stuff yeah. like that, but um, the sound quality was amazing, and, yeah. and um, it was just nostalgic to play there and stuff, so... Well, it's been really fun having you. I'm very glad that you came down. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. See, do you have another tune? Yeah, I'm actually going to play that slow one I was playing for you guys earlier. Yeah. And uh, Clayton, I know you talked about wanting to possibly do some, some video, on, uh, video on this, and if it doesn't work out, it's okay. But um, this song is actually um, off the next project, and the song is called Enough. And um, my parents have had a tough time since moving down to Nashville um, business and the economy and everything like that hasn't been as kind to them as, as some as have us been blessed. And, um, and so it's been tough. And my mom had a lot of health problems. And after they both lost parents, my mom is such an upbeat person. And one day I was talking to her and she just, you know, she had that day when she was really, really down. Yeah. And um, 
fortunately, I was there to kind of pick her up for a moment. And I went into a writing appointment after that. And I'm like, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really a faithful person. And I was like, gosh, like, when is prayer enough? Like, when is it enough? Or like, how long do you have to pray and pray and pray before things turn around? And sometimes I question, like, are we praying for what we want or what's like meant to be? Mm-hmm. And it kind of made me write this song. And, um, you know, it was, will prayer be enough? Or does it take something more? And um, the song is really near and dear to my heart right now. And um, it's actually the title track off the next album, Enough.
looking for a solution why not a choice beautiful thank you Wendy Duffy <laughs> awesome thank you so much for coming thank you thanks for being on yeah myspace.com slash Wendy Duffy please go check that site out thank you all for coming down and listening to Mad Toast Live you can catch us new episodes every Monday and Thursday at madtoastlive.com special thanks to Mr. Andy LaValle Bear Sound doing our front of house and podcast production thanks so much for listening thank you thank you